Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of OTS. I am your host, Darnell Autry. Uh, I wanted to start the show with a um, uh, a quick, uh, uh, I guess, thank you or uh, uh, good luck or uh, well wishes uh, to my closest friends, um, uh, Jose Santos and uh, Lyle Anastas. They both got married in the last uh, two or three months. I was a part of both their weddings. Uh, they were gorgeous. It was so much fun. And I wish those guys and their lovely brides, both Dana and uh, Katie, the, the best of luck, and you know I love you guys. Uh, I think it's you guys give us all hope that uh, you know, there's someone out there for everybody. So I just want to give you guys a quick, uh, give you guys some quick love. So in the studio today, I am joined by my guy JD Harris. Uh, JD, what's going on? Not much, D. What's going on? Oh you? man, you know I'm just trying to you know live the dream, man. Just trying to live the dream. So uh, so JD is going to be probably uh, part of the show, probably moving forward here and and I think he had some some great knowledge and some great experience to the show and I, I'm excited to, to have you a part of it my man I'm, I'm excited that uh, you know that we talked about it and I think we get along really well and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun man uh, let's just let's just do it you know absolutely it'll be second nature for us absolutely so JD I got I, <laughs> I gotta take I gotta take a minute though because two weeks ago you know uh, and I'm eating a little bit of crow now. Uh, two weeks ago, I was kind of bashing the World Series. And I basically was like, well, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to be watching the game. It's St. Louis. It's the Rangers. It's not any major, like, markets. Uh, I mean, I guess St. Louis folks would be excited about it. People from Texas would be fans of it. But, you know, the, for the masses, I don't know what the ratings are going to be, blah, 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 blah. So I'm talking to uh, on text, and uh, someone asked me, hey, uh, you know, are you watching the game? And I'm like, well, it's 8.30. You know, the game's still on. You know, I don't usually go to bed till 9 because, you know, I'm getting old. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll check it out, see what's, what's going on. Once I turn it on, it's like ninth inning. It's like 7 to 5, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, see, I knew the Rangers were going to win. It's no big deal. I mean, like, uh, I may or may not talk about it in the show tomorrow. I don't, I don't know if I care enough, you know, because, again, clearly nobody else does in my own head. And, J.D., can I tell you that I I have to apologize to all those fans for of St. Louis and Texas. That was probably one of the greatest displays of baseball uh, that I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wasn't watching the game. I was actually watching a movie. Oh, J.D. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I can say that to you now because I actually watched. But if I didn't watch, I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, I was doing something else too. But no, I mean... <laughs> And then I looked on my Facebook, and all of a sudden, all the updates is like, oh, my goodness, are you watching this game? Instant messaging. It just got insane quick. I mean, like, yeah. I, you know, I said to myself, like, all right, I'm calling it. You know, Rangers win. That's not an easy call. They're up two, whatever, and bam. They just, I mean, St. Louis just scrapped it out. I mean, that, that's, that's the number one uh, adjective I can describe this team is they're just Absolutely scrappy. Lance Berkman is a beast. Uh, uh, 
your boy Albert Pujols is an animal. Everybody knows that. But this kid freeze. Oh my God! I mean, ice water in a vein. Oh man, ice water, stone cold criminal. I mean, he is just stone cold. And to be from from the area, be from St. Louis, you know, every kid. You know, as we you know, we're playing. You know, we're young. We're playing basketball. Three, two, one. We like to be take one to take the last shot. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, uh, Elway. You know, you do the Elway drops back. It's four seconds left in the fourth quarter. You know, they're up by six. You know, you're going for the touchdown. Blah blah blah. You do all those things as a kid, right? I mean, you yeah. you you make pretend that you're the one at the very end that has to make that's the difference in the game that wins the game for you. And I'll tell you what. That was like four at bats there. That was just nauseous for him. I was nauseous for the pitcher. I was nauseous for the batter. I'm like, oh, n- this is serious pressure. You know what I mean? And then, so, so they tie it up, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, St. Louis got the momentum for sure. Next inning, you know, they give up a base hit, whatever. And then Josh Hamilton just crushes it. I'm like, oh, all that work to get back and nothing. And look, so I, so again, I'm like, well, that's that. Again, I called it. I said it out loud. I said, you know, I'm calling it Rangers win. You know, good work, St. Louis. That was a good try. And they come back and they fight back again. And I'm like, wow. This is. How many years before you think this is a movie? Focused on freeze. Oh, I mean, exactly. I mean, somebody right now is writing a script right now going, okay, freeze. He's from St. Louis, okay? And then he, you know, as a kid, he always wanted to be at St. Louis Cardinals. And, you know, so they're writing it out right now. Absolutely. But, I mean, I. I used to do the, you know, I used to like say, yeah, as a kid, you know, I want to be the the guy that catches the ball. And I watched that game, and I'm like, I do not want to be either one of them. I don't want to be the batter. I don't want to be the pitcher. I don't want to be in the outfield. I mean, that was, I mean, that just shows my heart right now is just not what it used to be because I was like, wow, this is pressure and absolute stress. And not only just it, not just get a hit. Get a home run. Right. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> hey, you, you gotta, listen, you gotta get, it, the bottom line is you gotta at least get bat on the ball and get a base hit. I mean, you gotta at least do that. And then to crush it, man, I was, I was in awe and, and that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is really what the essence of sports is really about for me. You know, that I came into it with, a, eh, I could care less really about the team. It's no big deal. And then to witness history, right? To go yeah. in and really firsthand witness history. And unfortunately for you, you <laughs> didn't get a chance to see it live. So I was telling Daddy when he first came in, I'm like, did you see the game? He's like, nah, I was doing other things. Like, uh-huh. I witnessed history. Like, we witnessed history. Like, when you were, you were there live, and that's the beautiful thing about sports is that, if you're not, if you don't watch it live, it is not the same. Not at all. If you go back in, because you know what happens. That's the beautiful thing about sports. You just never know what's going to happen. And that game just really—I was so fired up today when I was at work. I was like, "Wow!" And everybody was talking about it. And some people were like, "Oh no, I didn't see it." And I was like, "Oh, it was amazing!" And, and it was just—it really lit up. Why people watch sports? Why sports is so popular? And even if you were not a sports fan, you could care less. Yeah, and I I have to go on air and apologize to my boy Maurice okay. because he instant messaged me like four times. Dude, you gotta watch it. Like, man, I'm enjoying my movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just so, put popcorn on. Come on, sir. So on air, live, Mo, you're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, there it is. There it is. All right, Maurice, you got that. All right, Maurice, you got that. He's wrong. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, 
I, I got nothing but love and and mad respect for um, those two teams. And again, I, I don't. I, I I can only imagine what tonight's game is gonna. What the air about it is gonna be something completely magical. And if you were lucky enough to have, you know, game seven tickets for that game, which would probably cost you a fortune, but you're gonna be there to witness hopefully another. But imagine being the Rangers right now. You, you've yeah. hit people with your best blow. You've tried to knock them out, and you've knocked them down, and they've gotten back up. Yeah. Again and again. It's like the dream where you're trying to hit yeah, you, yeah, you're trying to knock them out, and you're giving your best blows, and they are just not going down. They just aren't going away. I watched that Washington's, the, the manager's face, and you could just see it just slipping away. You could just see, like, the magic just not, you know, they feel good. I mean, what the roller coaster. Boom, Hamilton hits a home run. We're back up by two. Done. Problem solved. Over. Good. Boom, they tie it again. Come on. And then go three and out, right? And then have, you know, St. Louis come back and be like, all right, well, we're going to pitch a good game, get back up, do the same thing again. We're going to go up by two, one, whatever. Whatever it takes to win. And then to have it end with a devastating crush. I mean, I don't I, I, I don't know as an athlete how I mean I know what you do you you basically say I, I tonight's tonight we win the World Series tonight we got to forget about tomorrow uh, forget about yesterday don't worry about tomorrow we win the World Series tonight yeah. we're good enough to win it tonight one bat one pitch one catch at a time that's it that's it <laughs> and and you know, again, I'm kind of torn in the sense that, you know, St. Louis was one of those teams you watch them, you're like, okay, they got some stars on there, okay, fair enough. But to see them do scrappy and be scrappy like that, they probably earned a whole, a whole bunch of new fans. Oh, absolutely. A whole bunch of fans are now going, I, I love St. Louis. I, mean, I just love the way they play. I love that they battle back. I love it. I think it's amazing, you know? And then there are fans that are going, ah, that sucks for... Because I was, again, I go into it, like, I like St. Louis, I got, you know, I, I'm a big, huge Cubs fan, everybody knows that. But, you know, there are nemesis and blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to see the Rangers win. I mean, it's been, what, 50 years mm-hmm. since they've... They, uh, no, not 50 years. They've never won it. No. No, I don't think they've ever won it. They've never won it. So, th- that is... To have that pressure on you as well. Like, you've never won it. You're in it now. You know, we got to do it. We're up by two. Let's do this. We're going to win it. We're going to change history tonight. And to just let it slip away, that hurts. That's- See, you know, I don't know if the pressure was as much on yesterday as it is today. I, I think uh, today. Disgusting. Be- because that 24-hour rule is kicking in. Right. And it's like. To lose like that, that's more of a 48-hour rule right. where, you know, you need that time to just regather reflect, yourself. regather, and get your confidence back. I mean, when you've done basically what you needed to do. So what do you tell – so you're the manager, you're, you're Washington. What do you, what do you tell – what are you telling the Rangers today? What are you saying to them? I'm like, just like they won yesterday, one – like I said earlier, one bat at a time, one pitch, one catch. Let's just be consistent and finish. Okay. Finish. Right. Finish. 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 The worst case scenario, you don't win, but you are, and you have to say that nonchalantly. You want to win, but you can't put that type of pressure on, right? Because most people don't respond to pressure very well. Well, I'll tell you what. There was about four or five guys in that game that responded to pressure yeah. extremely Three, well. But again, those are the exceptions. It's not right. the rule. Right. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. So, but then, what do you say uh, if you're Tony Larusa? What do you tell them then? 
hey, let's not get ourselves in that situation ever again. Let's go out and let's get on track from the start, like game one, and just get this thing over with. Right, right. And let's let's get ourselves another one. So your Albert Pujols, what do you tell them, your Albert Pujols? Now, you're uh, you're the star. You basically have carried your team for the majority of the season, right? Which, do you do you think Freeze is like, you know, Albert really has a whole new respect for me now. Albert is the man. He's got a whole new respect for me. Because, you know, even though you're on the same team, you still got to respect, like, the talent level and the years that have been played and, you know, Albert Pujols' game, Lance Berkman's history. you got to respect them, and they've got to be leaders in the locker room. Well, and Albert still hit a clutch hit to keep the game absolutely. going. Absolutely. So, I mean. Absolutely. So, Albert still keeps his legacy. Now, if he resigns with them, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, so I, th- I think you got to. Yeah, I think they got to <laughs> sign him. Are you kidding me? They got they got to sign him. There's no way that you let Albert Pools go out in the free market, set a market standard that's just ridiculous, and then you lose him. And then yeah, I think he yeah, sign like him. Freeze. You, I will look at it. It's very similar to Larry Brown when he was with the Raiders and or before he went to Raiders and got the interceptions to win the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, and then. Those guys aren't the man anymore. They've done some. Well, that's super the thing. Like, do you think? Do you think Freeze is that guy? Do you think he's just like a you? You helped us get to Game Seven. Now, if they win, Freeze is a hero, right? Or Absolutely. not? Or or is he one of those guys? He's who still just a fade hero. In? He's still a hero. But does he fade into like the the black? I mean, does he not? I, or I guess it just depends on what he does after this, right? Well, I mean, I, I'll say this: with a sport like baseball where it's so much skill involved and to just to not be shaken and to come through like that, to me that's different than getting a, a DB getting an interception. Really? I, I have to say yeah, especially with bad, the type of pressure. So are you saying so you're saying that I mean obviously there's no joke about I think the hardest thing in sports is hitting a baseball. Like of all the sports, the hardest thing and again, I haven't played every sport. I have not rode a bike up a mountain like at the Tour de France, or I've not I've not done any of that. I've not driven a race car, none of that stuff. I've not, uh, you know, I, I played tennis, not professionally, but I get it. I played golf, I get it. But to hit a baseball with a, ra- a round cylinder on a baseball, it's, it's got to be the hardest single act in sports, right? Exactly, and with that is more mental things. It is some physical things that some technical things, but it's mental too, especially with all that going around you. Just like you throwing a ball, if you're a quarterback, you usually just make that throw. Right. Now the catch might be a little bit harder because now you have to focus a lot more. In this situation, that type of pressure. But then uh, too, he may be looking at it. I'm not supposed to be the star anyway. Oh, so he's like, so you think uh, Freeze get up there like, hey, if I strike I out, nothing, it's no big deal. I ain't got nothing to lose. Nobody cares. I mean, whatever. I don't think he thought that, but. But you know, his mom and dad was in the stands like, oh, God, please let him in. High boom. school coach. Everything. Oh, man, he yeah. probably bought 35 tickets for that show. Oh, yeah. So, Jeez. I mean, you know, I, I think that in his situation, a guy with the ability to literally freeze out, no pun intended. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. The outside distractions. And to step up like that in such critical situations, to me, a person like that is not a fly-by-night person because only few people can do that. 
I got you. All right, well, we're going to take another break. We're, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this baseball game because it's, it's crazy. Uh, and then we're going to get on to uh, another topic, which is one of my favorites, and that is uh, sports and film. So, Third Autry, OTS, we'll be back. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today we all have that team that we live and breathe to follow we watch hours of football on tv play madden sports on our gaming system and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch if this sounds like you or if you're a football wife who wants a few words we want to hear from you listen for life love and sports Featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Yeah, thank you very much there, Monica. I, I don't know what the girl's name is. Somebody needs to get the, the girl's name. So that way, when I can thank her, I know her actual name I'm, I'm gonna work on that i'm gonna have i'm gonna have my guy work on that uh, monk i need you to figure that out um so we were talking about the baseball game and the drama and the stresses and all the ups and downs and the roller coasters and the uh it, it was it was truly truly a sight to be held and you know it, it it really wasn't about whether or not you were or weren't a fan of st louis or whether or not you were a fan of the of texas uh, it was really a, a a great sports moment to be a part of and to be Absolutely. able to witness you know and so since we were talking about dramas it, it got me thinking that you know I'm a huge, as everybody knows, I'm a huge entertainment fan. Like, I love movies, and, and uh, that's my passion and entertainment, and I love that. So I figured, you know, we were going to spend some time talking about some of the best sports movies, you know, uh, that have been made and sort of discuss it and, and get your feedback and what you think. Um, you know, my guy Grant uh, put together a list, and Grant, I'm very disappointed. There are some t- there are some movies on here, Grant, that are not that you did not list, damn it, and it is not okay. So, Grant, me and you, we're going to talk, and you're fired again. So we've this is like the third week in a row, Grant, actually the second week in a row that you have messed up something on the paper. So I, I'm kidding, Grant. I'm kidding, but no. So I figured we'd talk about some of the the, the best sports films. That have ever been done, and, and and 
you know, Grant put together a list for me, and I kind of want to get your feedback on your thoughts, and 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 we'll we'll sort of go through the list and kind of discuss them and and, and see how, and just get your thoughts. So on this list, uh, Grant started out. He just did a, t- a top ten kind of, and he, he puts in quotes in no particular order. Yeah, okay, Grant. Ooh. Ooh, watch out, Grant. <laughs> Come on. You're supposed to help me out here. What's your back? You're my back office. Let's do this. You're my support, my research guy. Uh, anyway, so he's got he's got for top ten just initial. He's got Rocky. He's got Bull Durham. Uh, he's got The Hustler, which is I think it's a pool movie. Yes. I think it's a, Tom well, Cruise. Tom Cruise, okay. And uh, Gene Hackman, right? Mm-hmm. He's got Hoosiers, which is okay. I, I think it's a great movie. Yeah. The Longest Yard, the old one, not the new one. Still new not one down. in the yeah. top ten. Um, uh, Caddyshack. Now, Grant, listen, I get I get where you're going with it, my man. I get it. But Caddyshack is really not a sports movie, but I get where... I, I get it. It's a great movie. But I think what we're talking about is sports-focused only movies, I guess. I guess Caddyshack would go into the humor, the, the comedy sports, which I think are great films as well. But let's let's talk more about the series, like uh, Raging Bull. Absolutely. Uh, Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, the Natural. Um, you know, There's one that Grant doesn't have. And Grant, I'm going to be tearing you up all day because there's something on here that you should just blatantly miss. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to get off you, Grant. I apologize. I apologize. You're the man. I apologize. Uh, so, so The Miracle, or Miracle, right, which yeah, is the hockey, hockey movie with the USA against Russia. 84. Was yeah. it 84? Yeah, I think so. See, I, I'm not a big hockey fan, so I don't, uh, I mean, I, I get it. I would much rather be at a hockey rink and, and, and feel the, you know, the energy Absolutely. than to watch it on TV because I can't really follow the puck that well. You know exactly, I mean? and, and I I just think hockey, which which what blows my mind about that is that people really are into the fights. Yeah, my, my thing is, it's the only sport where someone can carry a stick, assault someone, beat them up. They can't use the stick, obviously, but nothing happens. <laughs> well, you but, get a penalty, but, right? But, well, but still, you look at some of the college games that are the fight a couple weeks ago with the college game, mm-hmm. and. You know, people like back when Miami rushed the field and did things like that. They're thugs and things like that. But these guys. Yeah, but you know, it, but that's that's hockey though. That's built in. It's built in, JD. I mean, it's been built in. I can't in accept for, that one. No, I no, but it's been built in. It's one of the things that people look forward to. Uh, it's great when there's drama before the before the games because they say, hey, you know, I think. These two guys, and I don't really know that many hockey guys' names or whatever, but I think they've been beefing all week. I think they're going to fight in the game. And people, I mean, there's music when you're in the stadium. There's music that go along with the fights. There's all kinds of sound effects that they make. And it's hysterical to me that people just get it. But imagine them allowing fights between in football between like the Packers and the Bears. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Hockey's had that in there for years. You know, I mean, it was really like the last, I guess, five, ten years, or probably the last ten to fifteen years, that they forced everybody to wear helmets. I mean, there was one holdout. I don't know who it was, but it was some guy that was still riding around, you know, skating around with no helmet on, which is hardcore to me, that they used to play hockey with no helmet. That's hardcore. Goalies and everybody, yeah. that's hardcore. So, you know, I think hockey is a tough sport. I mean, Absolutely. you got to be, a, you got to be kind of a badass. 
to play hockey. I'll give you that. I mean, you're on, you're on blades, you have sticks, and you could also get punched in the face. So if the blades don't get you and you don't get hacked with a stick and somebody doesn't knock your teeth out, which all of them seem like they've had the teeth knocked out, Glass, the ice. Uh, I mean, there's glass, there's ice. I mean, the ice does, it's not very forgiving because it's solid. I mean, so it's it's a dangerous sport. I I get it. So uh, anyway, we digress in terms <laughs> of films, but I, I I the miracle was a good film. Uh, again, I didn't see it. I heard it was great. I love the story though. I mean, it's great. Good it's a great sports story. Um, we've got the natural um, slap shot, which is another. Hockey, hockey movie, but I think it's it's more of a comedy, right? Slapshot is a. I'm not much in, my, outside of Mighty Ducks and the Miracle. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's I where don't I go. Know hockey. You do the Mighty Ducks as a sports film, but I guess you could. It's a kids' film, you know. I, I, that's yeah, okay. Uh, but not in the top ten. Okay, so that that's ten, and I think we agree that you know, obviously, I don't know about the long shard being there. I don't. Caddyshack is a different category. Um, Slapshot's probably a different category. Um, the Hustler, I think, is a different category. Uh, even though it's like you know, Tom Cruise and Gene Hackman, I get that. Um, some other ones that maybe could be in that top ten, uh, like Any Given Sunday. Absolutely. Right. I mean, that's a. Uh, I mean, that's kind of hardcore, but is real is closest thing to the real deal. Right. The program, yeah, the program for sure. The program could be, and you're talking football, and again, and I'm just, I guess, I'm just spattering all these these movies out. Just in general, I haven't really categorized them in terms of um, the different sports. Uh, and I guess, and I guess, if you're going to do the best sports film, you have to do it that way. But if you could, if if you had to break it down and go only football, I mean, we'd be here for a while because of the variety of categories, you know, like Brian Song. Yeah, a lot of people haven't seen Brian's song. It's a great story about Brian Piccolo and his relationship with Gil Sayers. With, um, Gil mm-hmm. Sayers, and 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 it, what's funny, and in college, um, and maybe shortly after college, um, somebody approached me and said, "Hey, um, we're going to do a remake of of Brian's song, and we were wondering if you were interested in being a part of it." And I was like, you know, as as the part of Gail Sayers, which mm-hmm. I thought. I, absolutely, and then, and the rumor was that maybe Dean Cain would be Brian Pickle. I'm like, wait, hold on, I'm going to be in the film with Dean Cain. Absolutely, sign me up. Nothing ever happened of it. You know, I, they sent the script. I never heard back. I I don't know what happened. It just never happened. But um, it's a great film. It's very touching. You know, Brian Piccolo gets sick um, and really helps Gail Sayers find himself. And through that, through. Brian struggle. Gail gets stronger. Brian ends up passing away. Gail gives an unbelievable, um, you know, speech in honor of uh, Brian Piccolo, which was uh, it was one of those tearjerkers, like um, one of the, like a Jim Valvano kind of yeah. speech, which was just tearjerking and amazing. Um, so Brian's song is great. Uh, remember the Titans? Absolutely. But real fast, about yeah. Brian's song, they actually did remake it. Oh, did they? Yeah. And who was in that? I was not. Uh, I'm suing. I need to call my attorneys immediately. <laughs> yeah, they actually made it. Who, who was in it? We may have to look that one up. Oh, clearly. I know I wasn't in it. I, I know. Don't. And if I was in it, I didn't get paid for it. I'll remember doing it. Talk to Dean Kane. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> was Dean Kane in it? I don't think so. It oh, was. I was about to say. Look, <laughs> hey Dean, what's up? Man? Dean, hey, <laughs> you, you didn't holler at me and tell me that they was making it. That's so bogus. See, it goes to show you what I know. As soon as they. You know, I guess I guess that's how you find out you didn't get the part, though. Like, oh, it's on TV. Well, oh, I guess I didn't get that part because it's already on. Oh, okay, fair enough. 
But, yeah. Really? They made it? Mm-hmm. See, now I'm pissed. Darn it. Okay. Remember the Titans? Denzel. I mean, I was ready. I'm ready to play right now. Wait, he won for that. No. No, he did he, not. He did not win for that. He you remember training day is what he won for. Right, and I think that oh, was a makeup for, remember the Titans. They were like, and we should I'll say a makeup for Malcolm X, but anyway. And, well, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment. I, I thought that, you know, Remember the Titans was a great film. I thought it was sharp. It was it was made well. I didn't see the fighter. Did you see the fighter? That's yeah, Marky Mark. Uh, that uh, very good movie. I mean, great acting. Uh, what even what you call it went through to lose weight for the fight. It was very Batman Christian. What, what's his name? Uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, he acted his butt off in that. Wow. Oh, that's right. That's the brothers. Yeah. But then there was another movie about, I guess it was UFC fighting, right? No, the it, was, the, uh, it was, oh, that's just, yeah, it was recently came that out. That just came out, but that's, yeah. that's also a story kind of about brothers, right? Yes. That are fighting, they end up fighting against yeah. each other. But it, did the fight, did, in the fighter, they fight each other? As- no, the fighter, it was based off a true story. Okay. Uh, it was the guy that fought Sugar Ray Leonard, and uh, that's who Christian Bale plays. But his younger brother is a boxer who... Uh, Christian Bale just ends up getting on drugs, things like that, and he's always living off of his past glories of fighting Sugar Ray and how he should have won. And then his brother, very good story. See, I got got to check that out. I mean, again, I'm a fan. I can't watch everything. I got other things going on in my life. I can't sit and watch TV all day, watch movies all day. I would, but I can't pay my bills like that. So, okay, The Wrestler. I, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Either. I I I haven't seen it either. And I, I and again, I think it's kind of. I mean, it's weird that I'm, I'm making you know talking about these films that I haven't seen. So I, but that just makes me want to see them now because I heard M- Mickey Rourke won an award for that, did he not? Or he's oh, nominated, he was nominated for that? I think he was nominated. Right. And again, I think a lot of these sports films that are drama. I mean, there's a lot of um, training and work. That go into Ali. Ali as another one of those films. Will yeah. Smith. I mean, Will Smith. It's right. sometimes if you didn't look at the screen, you thought Muhammad was on there. I mean, you thought it was real, right? And the, and the work that it takes. I mean, I, I, the transformations that these guys go through. You know, these are actors. They're professionals to get themselves physically prepared, and maybe in a sport. Maybe some of these guys aren't really that athletic, and they have to start. You know, you got eight to ten weeks. Um, you know. Four months to get your body ready to be a boxer. I mean, that's that's pretty hardcore. And beef up. Yeah. I mean, the extremes that they go through is pretty hardcore. You know. Uh, what about okay, Invictus? Yeah. Uh, did you see that? Yeah, I did. Morgan Freeman, and uh, it, it was a very good movie. But it obviously is true. A uh, true story is based off a true story. Right. Uh, but I don't know if as much. Of the focus was more about the governmental thing or the or the sport of how it tied in, but it's telling the story. Uh, but tremendous acting in that. Right, and and I think Morgan Freeman does look a little bit like Mandela. <laughs> yeah, he's Mandela. looking like Mandela. He yeah, take he off does. the earring, you know. Yeah, he's he's getting frosty. Yeah. But I think again, good for him. That's awesome. I, another throwback uh, film. What about Chariots of Fire? Like Chariots of Fire was old school, like running, right? Yes. And they got that song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's classic. Everybody knows that. Oh, Chariots of Fire. Yeah. Uh, I, 
It's been a long, long time since I've seen that. I mean, I think that might have came out early 80s. Yeah, like 83, 82. And wow. It'll be a long time before I watch that one again. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Chariots of Fire? I mean, you know. All right. Uh, wait, one more film that's, that's a throwback right in that area is uh, uh, Prefontaine, the the running movie about uh, It was when Brad Pitt got one of his first starts. He played the runner, Steve Fontaine, Steve Prefontaine. He was a runner from Oregon. He lived... Yeah, I think he broke the four-minute mile or something. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I don't know. All right, we're going to take another break. We're going to continue with these films. Uh, we'll be right back with you. Darnell Autry, OTS, Voice America. We'll be back. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Oh, yes, and we're back in the studio. I'm here with my guy, J.D. Harris, and we're talking sports films. And, you know, we, we've we've mentioned a few. We've we've done some throwbacks, you know, Chariots of Fire and uh, Prefontaine, and we were trying to figure out, you know, whether or not uh, Will Smith won for Ali, but I don't, I don't think he did. I think that was Monsters Ball year or whatever. Um, but then, so then we go to some more recent films, right, some more recent Mm-hmm. Sports films, and and I I love it. I love this sports film genre because for me, it combines the best of both worlds, right? Because I'm a huge sports fan, and I love the entertainment business. So if I, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, that's sweet, you know. So the more recent ones, uh, Moneyball. Did you see that? No. Yeah, I didn't see that either. It just, I I I get it. I get it. I mean, you know, they, he changed the face of baseball. He put a, you know, he added some kind of, you know, computer, you know, some computer technology. He basically made recru- uh, scouting a little bit more advanced. Advanced, right? I mean, he, I think, it, I think it changed the game, right? I mean, if you're gonna, 
I'm guessing. Again, I didn't see the movie, so I don't know. But I'm guessing that's what it happened. You're right. And they did Oakland A's went on to win the World Series from exactly. that or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> J.D. said, yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay. Um, the Express. Now, The Express was a good film. Absolutely. It was a good film. It didn't have any... It didn't have that many big stars in it. Um, it was about the Ernie um, Ernie Davis, yep, and uh, Syracuse, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and the f- there's several funny stories about this Express. One is I was actually uh, working at Northwestern uh, as an academic advisor when they were shooting it at mm-hmm. our stadium. They shot it at Northwestern Stadium, and it's funny how people saw that I was you know I was working uh, at, at the campus and they were shooting a film on the field and they're like, hey, so so you gonna go out and be in the film? <laughs> now. You don't just walk out to a set and just be like, okay, I'm here. What's my part? I'm ready to get in. You know, put me in, coach. I'm ready to go. I mean, you got to, I mean, there's a little more to it, but I thought it was pretty funny that they did that, uh, that people thought that. Like, oh, they're shooting I mean, that's a good association, though. It's it's great. It's a good association. I get it. But I was not invited. I was not asked to be a part of the film. Uh, I I did not audition. Um, So... I, I saw no real reason for me to be out there in, in the way of whatever. Uh, maybe I should have gone out there. Maybe I would have got a part of something. I don't know. Uh, but the other funny part about the whole uh, Syracuse thing is that I took one of my recruiting trips okay. to Syracuse. And they put a lot of stock in the number 33. Mm-hmm. That's Ernie Davis's number. And then, you know, so how it was explained to me when I went to campus is that, you know, the running back or the, the future of the program. It, in other words, long story short, the big deal was to have number 33. Mm-hmm. Now, they had 33 bar there. They had a variety of different streets that were 33. I mean, it was, so it was a pretty big deal in Syracuse. Because so, didn't Jim Brown wear the number as well, or was it 40? Yeah, wait. He was 30, because no, the was whole it, thing. Was it, or it wasn't Ernie Davis. It was Jim Brown, It was wasn't Jim it? Brown, and then Ernie Davis got the right to wear uh, ass after Jim Brown left to wear right. the number. I got you. And That's my, right. And okay. Tyrone Wheatley currently is current uh, coaching running backs at Syracuse. Syracuse. Oh, so. okay. So so it was actually Jim Brown. See, and here we go. I'm just messing up my football history. Now, I'm a huge fan and don't know the history. My bad. But, no, so when I was on campus, they offered me to wear the number 33. And I was absolutely positively honored and flattered, uh, but Syracuse was uh, 7,000 hours away from Arizona, and that was just, and it was freaking freezing, and there was a blizzard coming, and so on and so forth. So, uh, but I, I thought it was it was kind of interesting to see the importance that the number had when I watched the film, and I was like, oh, wow, I get it now. Not that I didn't get it then, because I knew that Jim Brown was a beast, but to really... To have seen it and be there on campus and things like that to really, and then see the film and have it go full circle for me. It was pretty, it was really interesting. And even the parallels between the two because uh, Ernie Davis gets drafted where? Cleveland Browns. Where? Mm-hmm. Who's there? Jim Brown. Right. No, absolutely. I'd like to see a Jim Brown movie. Who would play Jim Brown? No, I, think Brown. There, I think there has <laughs> been, I think there has been uh, an attempt at a Jim Brown movie, I think. I, I don't know. I, I think, I think there has been. But, I'm pretty but sure. what's so scary about that? Who plays Jim Brown except for Jim Brown? Right. And well, he can only, still play it. Right. Well, the <laughs> only problem is that Jim Brown's probably like, what, 65? But have you seen, seen yeah, Jim Brown? Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. yeah. He's, he looks When I worked at Cleveland, yeah, looking just, at him, 
Yeah. I was like, uh, yes, Mr. Brown. Yes, that's what you call him. He's a big man. I mean, and he looks like he could definitely punch your face right in for He you. looks like he wants to punch your face. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he could. He looks like he wants, wants to. to. Okay, yeah, that's a totally different thing. Yeah, very, very scary man, Jim Brown. Thank you very much. No. <laughs> um, so the Express, uh, We Are Marshall. Yes. Which I did not see, and I heard it was very awesome. touching. It was about about Marshall the year after that the plane crashed. crashed, and did they lose all their team, the whole team? Yeah, passed the, away? Uh, the except for the uh, one, the assistant coaches that didn't get on the flight, and the red shirt player, the freshman. And in wow. fact, the coach was actually out here in the valley not too long ago. Did a little uh, presentation. Wow, I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine. I mean, I gotta check that out. I mean, these these are all on my list of of movies to watch, but I never got into it because I was like Matt, Matthew McConaughey. I was like, oh, I, was, he, I mean, he's talented. I, I give him that. I just not. I, I, don't, I, I mean, even with that role, he put on weight. He he played the role. I mean, it's not Matthew McConaughey running down the beach. It's, right, he's right. actually he's actually playing a role. I mean, to the point. I think you know some of these movies. You gotta come down to the west side and go into the man cave and. Is all, oh yeah, all I gotta check it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> check them out for sure. Um, now, Blindside, awesome. Another movie I didn't see. Darnell. This, but the thing is, is that I, again, this is JD, blasphemous. Yeah, I know. I understand that, JD. But listen, I got things going on. Just tell me the gist of the story, right? So once I know the gist of the story. I'm cool. <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, okay, he was, he, he grew up hardcore, he, you know, family adopted him. But this is one of those movies you have to watch because the acting was so good in it. I mean, Sandra, Sandra Bullock won it. Didn't she win for that? She won for that. Do you want me to lie to you? Yes. Did she win? Yeah, she did win. But, and it was a good movie. Okay. And Sandra Bullock, wow. Really? <laughs> In so many different ways with the role, and she's just a beautiful woman. Right, right. Yeah, yeah but, I get you. But I it was you. it was a good movie. Well, yeah, and I think a couple couple weeks ago, I uh, did a story about the guy Orr because uh, he had sent a text out about um, Steve Jobs, and he was like, "Who's this guy?" So you know, it's kind of funny how he's a star, but he's a professional athlete, and then so it was just because uh, it came up like, "Oh, the star of Blindside," you know, tweets about. You know, Steve Jobs. Um, so no, I I gotta check that out. Uh, Invincible. Very good. Uh, you saw that as well. Yes. Okay. Uh, I did not. Uh, but I'm a huge. <laughs> what? When you're looking at me like you're just so disgusted. Like I don't. I, I like these films, but again, my my thing is, is once I figure out what the gist is of it, I get it. So in the end. I kind of can call it and say, okay. In the beginning, and then, but you have to start, Darnell. You haven't started watching the movie. Well, the thing is, is that I understand where it's going. Okay, Philadelphia, they had a strike that year. You know, they called up this kid who was a bartender. He shows out, goes out, does his thing, and all of a sudden he's in the game, and it's amazing. And I he, mean, he makes some great catches, and boom. But even to uh, with the tie-ins with Dick Vermeil in there, and even going back to We Are Marshall, uh, it was a good thing uh, excerpt about Bobby Bowden, things you didn't know. And so, yeah, you get the beginning and the end, but sometimes, you know, just like your sandwich, you had the bread on the outside, but the meat oh, in the middle. Oh, not the sandwich analogy. Oh, yeah, got, no. got the sandwich. <laughs> a little garnish. Oh, no, no. Okay, so a movie that I did see, though. <laughs> what? We could talk about a movie that I did see. I thought you were in Europe and I was here. <laughs> okay, a movie that I did see, uh, Million Dollar Baby. 
There you go. Now again, I heard a lot of raving about it and all these things. Now I'm like, yeah. And I did the same thing that I normally do. I get the gist. She's a female boxer, blah, blah, blah. She wins the championship. She's awesome. She worked her heart out. She's the female Rocky. I get it. Boom, boom, boom. But it doesn't go like that. And I did not expect it to go the way it went. And, again, talking about a lot of hard work, I mean, she got herself into some mean shape to be boxing. And she went through a rigorous, a rigorous, rigorous, rigamortis. She went through a, yeah, a vigorous, not a rigorous. That might be a Northwestern world. Oh, you're going to bring degrees into it now. Okay. No, 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 no. That's just rotten. We copycat off of you guys. Okay, so so vigorous. She worked out vigorously for that role. And I I think she pulled it off. I thought it was was a great feel-good movie. And then it was an emotional twist that hits you at the end. And you just go, oh, that's just... That's hardcore, you know. So I, I, I really liked it. I saw what everybody was raving about. That's the other thing, too. If people are raving about a film and it's a super commercial, I'm not as attracted to that film as I am to um, films that people are going, ooh, I don't know about it. It's, ooh, it makes you feel some kind of, oh, I don't know, it makes you uncomfortable. I don't know if I like it. It didn't have a happy ending. So those are the films I'm like, oh, i got to go see that one. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see the one everybody loves and everybody's excited about because that's just me. I've never been, you know, Fan of the most popular girl, uh, uh, the the guy that's all in the middle of the trends. You know, everybody's wearing kids, so I go out and buy kids. I just was never that guy. So when film gets that kind of ravings, I kind of go, ah, okay, I get the gist of it. Um, so that's uh, that's another excuse, JD, as to why I don't watch some of these films. Okay, okay. Now, Real Steel. Now, I've not seen that. Uh, it is essentially what is that? What's the robot? The <laughs> what See, is that's it? not a sport movie. No, it, well, it's boxing. It's, it's ro- robots, <laughs> but it's a boxing it's film. Transformers. But there was no sport in there, though. They weren't boxing. They were fighting, but they were boxing. <laughs> I, listen, I'm only going by what what Grant put on the film. I could go with it. I get it. I mean. He put Grant, real, uh, we need to have a talk. Well, well he put real steel on here because it's Hugh Jackman. He's an ex-boxer in the future, I'm guessing. He used to be a great boxer. In the future, they don't do that anymore, I guess. I don't know. I didn't see it. But now they box with, with robots. So we might as well just put Running Man and things like that. Tron. Tron. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was a reach. Well, I, I'm going by what Grant put on there, and it's a boxing film. That's what I chalked it up as, is a, is a boxing film. Grant's adding up some demerits. Yeah, well, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But either way, I didn't see it. Everybody loves Hugh Jackman, so. And other people, and I'm hearing rumblings that it was a pretty cool movie. It's one of the, what's the game that you, the Rock'em Sock'em, Sock'em robots. I mean, it's like that, only with better graphics. And they can actually move around, and the robots actually have personalities the same. We might as well put over the top that a hand wrestling, an arm oh, wrestling. Oh, yeah, I love that. Wrestling. You don't think that's a... No, that's a sport, but... Arm uh, wrestling is a sport. sport yeah, no, but that is. one, that's not a sport. It's a sport-like film. <laughs> so let's put, so put me on playing Xbox. <laughs> well, if there was a film about people doing Xbox, then I get it. All right. 
We'll we'll take another break. Uh, We'll wrap this thing up with some comedy films that I I really like and I'm a huge fan of. And uh, uh, hopefully I've watched most of them. I don't know. JD's just getting all on me. I don't like it. And we'll be back with you. Darno Autry, OTS, Voice America. We'll be back. flagship station for sports voice america sports do you feel the need for speed whatever your addiction nascar indycar nhra formula one or even lawnmower racing pit pass usa has got you covered larry henry here host of pit pass usa i put my 30 plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. What does building a family mean to you? Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to The Freddie Scott Show, tackling the game of life, Mondays at Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back again. I'm in the studio with my man, JD. He's been getting on me because I haven't watched all these sports films, but... But I know that I've watched some of these other categories. And the other categories that I like are the, the comedy sports. Um, films that kind of make fun of sports and athletes and stereotypes. And I think it's kind of fun. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of drawn to comedies and dramas. So, but not necessarily those that are the most popular. So I'm waiting to hear your top ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, I don't really have a top ten of like sports uh, comedy films, but I do. I, I think Caddyshack is a classic. Absolutely. Right. I mean, Chevy Chase. I mean, I don't. I don't he's a classic. I mean, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Absolutely. What about um, like Billy Madison? Is that the one where he's the uh, hog? Happy, Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. Not Billy Madison's the other way. Happy Gilmore. Is a funny like hockey slash golf yeah. film, right? I mean, even though I, I'm not quite sure what Adam Sandler's doing these days, but I mean, what about the football action movie uh, with uh, Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis? Uh, where Damon? Wayans oh, the, the Last Scout, Last Boy Scout, Last yeah, Last Last Boy Scout. Yeah. See, it's, that, that was borderline was... comedy too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was supposed to be a comedy though. 
I think it was sort of like, I guess it's like 48 hours. Like, it's sort of serious, but there's some comic relief in there because it's Damon Wayans or whatever. All right. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last Boy Scout. Um, like, Cool Runnings. Yeah. Cool Runnings was like way back in the day. Like, yeah. early, it was like early 80s. Right, mid eighties, late late eighties. You think late eighties? Yeah, it's about the Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah, um, which is hysterical because I mean this concept itself of Jamaicans being in a because it was Dougie team. Doug or whatever his name. Yeah, Dougie. Doug. Yeah, exactly. It was, and, and yeah, I bet you if you go back to those films and you look at them, there are probably actors in there. You go, oh wow, he's you know this person was now in CSI or now in exactly. you know they got they get their start back. That's kind of I kind of like to watch those old films. Bad that News too. Bears. The original Bad News Bears. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. That's a, that's a comedy. I like it. Yeah, and some of my chatty friends growing up used to call me Tanner from there because <laughs> he had a Napoleon complex, and I'm yeah. not saying I had one, but yeah, and you're not the tallest dude I know. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Blades of Glory, which yeah. was which was over the top ridiculousness. Dodgeball. Same, same, over-the-top ridiculousness, but I'm a huge, huge Will Ferrell fan. I think he is really, really hysterical. I think his yeah. his his um, composure and his, you know, improv is just pretty, it's pretty on point, yeah, you know? He, he, and, he, and, he, and he's done some pretty pretty cool things. One of my favorite movies for him of all time is uh, Anchorman. I liked it. Anchorman over Old School? Ooh, nah, probably, oh, it's tied because there's all these one-liners in Anchorman that I love, you know what I mean? So, I like, <laughs> I, I know, I know, JD's, I'm losing all kinds of credibility with JD, he's just like, losing all respect for Guilty my... Guilty by association. <laughs> he loses all kind of respect for my taste of films. Um, no, but I, I like Will Ferrell. So, Talladega Nights. Yeah. I liked it. Ricky Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the legend, uh, was it the legend of Ricky Bobby? And that spurred up this whole thing that me and JD had, uh, before. And again, we're, we're sort of venturing away from the films to do like a little sidebar about this whole topic that we talked about. And, and that is, uh, cause I, I started out to say that now I've never driven a car. I mean, I've driven a car, but I've never driven a race car. I've never, I, you know, I, I know it's super fast. I know it's probably really physical to control the, you know, the vibration and all that stuff. And and to go for 500 laps, I'm sure it's a, it's it's a pretty grueling experience. You have to be in good shape. Your mind has to be right. Not to mention you're going 180, 190 miles an hour, and you could die, um, which makes it even more exciting, I guess, for the fans that watch it. The other part of it is, is it's such a big. It's a huge sport. I mean, it's the fa- one of the fastest growing sports in America. I mean, it's been growing exponentially for the last probably five, ten years, right? So, I started out to say that I've never driven, you know, I've never done that, and uh, I was, I was toying, and I'll say toying because there's a lot of fans out there that'd be like, "Hold on, you're not about to go where I think you're getting ready to go," and I'm going to ready to go there in a, in a. With with a with a disclosure uh, disclaimer, basically saying that I've never driven, but you know the car does the majority of the work, and the the person in the car drives it. Look, JD's face, like, oh god, don't do it. Uh, you know, so I was I was I asked JD. I said, you know, do you consider those people athletes? And you know what? I am not going to go Golden Tate on this one. Right, exactly. <laughs> Golden Tate came out and was like, oh, I don't think they're athletes, and that's that. And then they, people wanted to, like, kill him. They, it was like his tweet was just get, he was get crushed, and he had to come back and apologize. Cause, and then he had 
drivers come out and call them out, like, let's go play basketball, let's play football. I mean, there's no question I think them as individuals are great athletes. But, again... If they play other sports, but are you... Are you yeah, to- you know, like we discussed, uh, one of my things is, if you took maybe some of the top race car drivers or NASCAR drivers, you the medium age or the uh, middle age for most of them could be in their late 30s, 40s. So if you took them against, let's just say, a football player in their top in the 30s, you take Kyle Busch or whomever versus T.O. Right. And multiple sports running, whether short distance, long distance, things like that, if I'm a gambling man, my money's going on T.O. Right, right. And again, I'm not saying that I don't think that they're talented people. I think it takes a lot of talent to drive a car. I, I do think that. I think there's a lot of things. I, I'm just still, I, I think the jury's still out on whether or not I would consider a race car driver an athlete. I think they're super talented. But I don't know that, that, that in, in the same context that you would put like a football player, a hockey player, a basketball player, you know, but at the same time, again, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not saying that they're not talented people. I'm not saying that they're not athletic. I'm sure they probably are. I'm sure they, they can get out of the car and play basketball and they're, you know, play golf and all that stuff. But JD brought up an interesting point that again, you could be a driver and at your top of your game in your, in your forties. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I don't know any of the names. Again, I'm, I'm talking from kind of like a blind corner here and I'm sure I'm probably going to get a lot of emails like, who, you don't know, you don't know racing. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I don't know. I don't know race car racing. Absolutely. But I do know that a lot of those guys can be older in their, you know, and still drive well and have Petty. the knowledge. Richard Petty and all those guys be really great drivers. And, you know, they're, they keep themselves in peak shape to be able to drive the car. And I get that. I, I get that. But I just, I, I'm, I'm still just on, I'm not sure. And again, I'm, I'm treading lightly because there's millions of fans out there that be like calling me, be like, I'm going to kill you because you know, you don't know, you don't know. And, and you're right. I don't know. But I'm just, I, I'm just trying to wrap my mind around the concept of a race car driver being uh, uh, an athlete. Same thing that I'm wrapping my mind around like a, a jockey being an athlete because I can't, again, I don't, I can't ride a horse. I don't know. Have you ever ridden a horse? Oh yeah, and it's brutal. Yeah. It's tough. It's physical, but the horse is doing the majority of the work, work. with, but you're still, stir- right, and JD's like, oh god, you, you just went there, didn't you? Well, Again, I, again, I've never driven a horse. I've never ridden a horse like a jockey does, and I'm too big to be a jockey, first and foremost. And I've never driven a car. So, uh, I'm talking uh, probably out of the side of my mouth. But, I just still trying to wrap my mind. It's just conversation. You know, we're just having a conversation. Well, again, folks, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate you joining me and JD this week. Uh, we had, we had a great time. JD, thank you very much. You're the man. You know, we'll do, we'll do it again next week and just make it happen. And, and hopefully we'll have some uh, more entertaining things and topics to talk about. Thanks again very much for joining us. Uh, Darnell Autry, JD Harris, OTS. Deuces. Voice America. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.